0: Thank you, China, for showing us why Apple needs to allow sideloading on iPhones and iPads. Hello and welcome to Tech First. This is a Tech First short. It's a column I'm doing for Forbes right now, and it's pretty important. Uh, We see this week that Apple is complicit in Chinese censorship. There's simply no other way to put it. I use a lot of Apple products. I'm recording this on an Apple MacBook Pro right now, but that's just simply the truth. Apple has been deleting religious apps from the Chinese App Store at the request of China. Not just religious apps either. Tons of games, many other types of apps, social apps, other things like that. Recently, this past week or so, uh, we've seen a Quran app deleted from the Chinese App Store. Uh, We've seen a Jehovah's Witness app called the Watchtower Library 2021 deleted. Uh, The popular photo and video editor, PixArt, was deleted. Amazon's Audible, the audiobook app, was deleted. And there's literally dozens more just from this past week or two, including games and social media apps, one for a YouTube related app other things like that and there's literally been thousands over the past few years also there's Preemptive deletion so preemptively deleted by a publisher themselves was the olive tree Bible app because the company doesn't have a permit to distribute quote book or magazine content in mainland China so got this quote from the deputy director, Edward Mitch of CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations. Some might think it's over the top, some might not. He says, by obeying the Chinese Communist Party's order to remove Bible and Quran apps from its platform in China, Apple is enabling China's religious persecution, including the ongoing genocide of Uyghur Muslims. Interesting that the CARE deputy director doesn't just talk about the Quran apps, he's also talking about the Bible apps. He says, This decision must be reversed. If American corporations don't grow a spine and stand up to China right now, they risk spending the next century subservient to the whims of a fascist superpower. Again, uh, some might think that last line is a little over the top, but Probably if you look at the fact that we've seen, is it millions, is it hundreds of thousands of Uyghurs who have been forcibly confined and uh, perhaps even killed, that may not be over the top. So Apple's response Uh, Apple says in its long and lengthy commitment to human rights that people come first and that Apple has a commitment to human rights, but that the company is required to comply with local laws. And at times there are complex issues about which we may disagree with governments and other stakeholders on. And look not trying to just be a total bear to Apple here. That makes sense. If you're gonna do business in the world, you have to do business in the real world. This is not easy. There are laws. You have to follow laws in countries that you wanna do business in. So companies can't simply choose which local laws to obey and which not to obey. Doing so puts their local employees at risk. I don't know if you've seen the stuff from uh, about Twitter employees in Russia, where Russia wants Twitter servers located in Russia, obviously, so they can control it. And they demand that Twitter have employees on the ground in Russia, again, obviously, so they can bully them. Uh, we also see that in terms of what Russia is doing with employees from Google and Apple. So... If you simply can't choose which laws to obey and which not to obey, that puts your local people at risk, and it fails to respect a fundamental fact. Look, different countries can have different values. I mean, this is, nobody has uh, the the word from on high necessarily in terms of a country as to what's 100% right and what's 100% wrong. They have different values. They have different laws. That's just the reality of the world we live in. So... Clearly, there's a nuclear option, right? Uh, the nuclear option is to leave a country that has incompatible values, and we see that. Uh, we that's exactly what Microsoft is doing with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not going to be available in China anymore, and uh, that's a big pullout. China was half or, or the second largest country in terms of LinkedIn users, so that's a big, big deal. And China and the West's economy, they're pretty interlinked. I probably I don't know how many people I'm connected with in China. Via LinkedIn right now, but I suspect it's over 100. So that nuclear option, just leaving, would be suicide for Apple, right? Uh, Almost all Apple products are manufactured in China, and if Apple left China, (laughs) I suspect China might have something to say about how those are manufactured, how quickly they're manufactured, how many accidents might happen in that manufacturing process, other stuff like that. Also, China's a huge percentage of Apple's revenue, it's over $20 billion in a recent quarter. Fortunately, there's an easier option and we see a path like what Apple should follow in what Android does. It's also an option that can make life much more chill for Apple in the face of dozens of global antitrust actions that it will continue to face over the next few years. I'm not just talking the States. I'm not just talking Netherlands, not just talking Japan, uh, China itself, Korea, all places where Apple has had antitrust action in the courts or from the government in terms of regulation and laws, and it's going to happen more places as well. So this option uh, that would be good for that as well as for uh, avoiding censorship is sideloading apps, right? This is not a mystery. This is not a big shock. This is not like, whoa, there's something out there that nobody's ever heard of. Look, sideloading is the ability to install software on a smartphone that is not straight from an approved store. On an Apple iPhone, that would mean apps that don't come directly from the Apple-controlled iOS app store. And we know Google's Android Already does this, and computing platforms since the dawn of the electronic age have allowed it, including Apple's MacBooks and Microsoft Windows powered laptops and desktops. So, straight up, this does come with some risks. Those risks include revenue risks for Apple. Look, Epic Software has already shown the way they want to have their Fortnite game and other games, and in fact, the Epic App Store on iOS and just charge uh, their users and charge publishers whatever they want to and not pay the Apple tax, right? There's other risks, risks for people who use iPhones, uh, people who use Apple products, that includes malware, adware, viruses, other things like that. If you download apps that have not been fully vetted through the Apple App Store app submission process, you are more likely to get those bad apps and we see that frankly on the Android side Side-loaded apps are a great way to get crap that's going to be on your phone and destroy your privacy and and put viruses on your smartphone, right? However, however, side-loading apps on iPhones would satisfy what Apple says is its highest value, human rights. Apple says, We're deeply committed to respecting internationally recognized human rights in our business operations as set out in the UN International Bill of Human Rights and the International Labor Organization's Declaration on Fundamental Principles and Rights at Work. This is all in Apple's commitment, publicly released commitment to human rights. Also, Apple says, In keeping with the UN guiding principles, where national law and international human rights standards differ, we follow the higher standard doesn't specify which is the higher standard. I'm assuming international is higher than national, but that's just me. Look, in terms of the revenue risk, enabling sideloading probably won't cost Apple a majority of its in-app purchase revenue or paid app revenue. Most people are probably still likely to use the iOS app store because guess what? It's gonna be the safest, most reliable place to get the latest apps, and also, Apple could pull a trick from the gaming console playbook and just license apps for exclusive release on iOS in in general or even just on their own Apple App Store. Right, So you could do things like that on a business level with, with individual apps, individual games, so they only be available in the place where you want them to be available. Doing this would enable people in repressive regimes to access apps and therefore content that totalitarian or authoritarian local governments decide to prohibit. It would enable freedom. It would lessen censorship. It would respect international law over repressive national regulations. Clearly it's not an easy decision. Clearly it would be costly for Apple. There's ways I would think of, and look, allowing sideloading on Apple iPhones would also require some significant security work to make the process as safe as possible and as free of bad apps as could be. You could even theoretically run sideloaded apps in a more secure sandboxed container to minimize risk. There will always likely be more risk with unapproved apps. Let's just face it. That's likely the fact. And this wouldn't be necessarily easy or necessarily cheap to do, but it would be the right thing to do. Apple, it's your move. Thank you so much. This has been Tech First. My name is John Coutts here. Have yourself a wonderful day.